Turns out it's haunted. The podcast covering haunted locations and spooky stories. We're your hosts, Tracy and Laura. Hi, scaredy cats. Welcome back. Hello. So, Tracy, mm-hmm. this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Warrens' occult music. So, Tracy, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cover the Warrens' occult museum. Is that how I say it? <laughs> It's not how you say it. It's not your cult. A cult. A cult. I can't say it. A cult. A cult. Because it's a cult. <laughs> Just call it the yakult. The Warren's Yogurt <laughs> Museum. You didn't even say yogurt probably. That's how people from the UK yogurt. say it. Yogurt. yogurt. Yeah. So I'm going to just call it the yogurt. Okay. No. A, the a Warren's cult. Occult Museum. Yeah, which you talked a little bit about or you introduced the idea about when we had the Warren's episode. You mm-hmm. said they have a museum full of weird things. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to read out about, which you kindly did the research for. I did. <laughs> yeah. And then when you sent it to me, you said, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Yeah. So I'm going to tell our wonderful Scaredy Cat listeners, don't be scared, because it's really weird, the stuff that exists out there. And Laura wrote back for fuck's sake, so. Yeah. Yeah, because then I had to read it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read it again. Okay. Out loud this time. Let's go. And you won't be scared this time. No. No. (laughs) I've got my big girl pants on. Okay. All right. All right. So in 1952, Ed and Lorraine Warren founded the New England Society for Psychic Research and until Lorraine's death in May 2021, yes, Mm -hmm. they amassed the most impressive collection of artefacts believed to be either haunted, cursed or been used in some kind of ritualistic practice and kept them in the basement of their home. So can I ask you Mm -hmm. a question there? Yes, portal to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... um, Is this museum in the basement of their home? Yeah. Right. Okay. That's what it says. I know, (laughs) but why would you live on top of all that? Well, do you know why? Because they believed that um, because they were devout Roman Catholics that um, that they could conquer evil with God. So they believed that the more strict they were with their Roman Catholicism, that, that they would be able to beat the evil and that it was safest with them similar to why i collect ouija boards okay which funny story yes yesterday alaska was watching youtube right. and she just stops youtube and she goes mum what's a luigi board a luigi board <laughs> and i went a what and she goes i don't know what it's called but what are those things that you use to contact spirits and i said a ouija board she goes can you buy me one for my birthday <laughs> and i didn't know whether to be proud or completely freaked out <laughs> Wow. So then she wanted to know how to spell it so she could Google it. And I was like, no, sweetheart, I don't know how to spell it. It's a weird word. It doesn't <laughs> sound the way it spells, and I can't remember. What was she watching I have I have no idea. I don't know what it was. That's not on YouTube Kids. <laughs> uh, no, not YouTube Kids. Oh, my God. Mm. Anyway. Oh, my stomach did flip-flops, and I love how you're just like, oh, la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> Proud or, or freaked yeah. out. <laughs> it's nothing you can't handle. 
Nothing she can't handle. I, I'm really glad that my collection is nowhere near her. It's in the for trunk. Her to find. Right beside us. <laughs> that's where you think it is. Oh, that's where you told me it was. <laughs> it's not anymore. What I'm not telling mean? anyone where it is now. Okay, fair, fair call. I don't even want to know where it is. Mm. Yeah, okay. Because gonna... you would have just announced to the whole world that my collection of Ouija boards is in the trunk in my spirit room, which would not have been a good idea. And we talked about it on a mm. previous episode ages ago and turns out she's psychic. Mm. And I moved them after that. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Mm. So you can't destroy them. You've got to no. keep them. Yeah. I would, you know what, you probably could destroy them and there's yep. probably a really effective way of doing that. I ain't taking any chances. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Can't just bury them somewhere. Maybe that's what you did. Oh, not not going to confirm nor deny that, Tracy. Back to the subject, Back Laura. An ominous sign at the door to the museum reads, <laughs> New England Paranormology. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Research Centre. Keeping the objects here kept the public safe from their evil. To this day, each month, a Catholic priest comes to do a ritual binding prayer around the objects. Mm. So they have different priests, um, bishops, like all different people from the Catholic Church in the hierarchy that uh, um, have been given the right to to do these binding prayers and they, they um, sprinkle holy oil and holy water on the items. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but they take it really seriously. And so... With both of the Warrens dead, their only daughter, Judy, her um, husband, um, he is the, like, the caretaker, I guess, or the, the benefactor of all of this stuff. So he um, he's the one who does all this information now and he runs their YouTube channel and it's oh, pretty cool. wow. Have you been spending time on the YouTube channel? Maybe. Okay. Great. I'm just going to hear me. Maybe, maybe that's why Alaska actually stumbled across oh, the because of the cookies. <laughs> Damn it. Like they I get know. you everywhere. I know. Oh, it's freaking me out. I'm just going to keep reading. Mm. It's like a car crash I can't look away from now. All right. Before we chat about the most infamous of all, the Annabelle doll, Annabelle the doll, <laughs> here is a list of some of the more fascinating things you can find at the museum. The Shadow Doll. An item made of human bones and teeth with nails from animals. I'm going to post a picture of this on our socials. Of course you are. It's hackers. Of course it is. That just who who makes that? And someone that I was, I was reading, um, someone talking about it, and they're like, "It's actually quite beautiful." And I'm like, "That is not beautiful." Wow. <laughs> Should see it. Look at the art. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. This said cursed doll was made by people who would take a photograph of her and send it to people that they wanted to curse. Like just in the mail. They would actually take a photo, print it out, pop it in the mail and send it to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm just showing Laura a yep. photo of the shadow doll. That's uh, that's a lot of work in that. <laughs> so they don't know who made it? Uh Oh, I couldn't find the source. Yeah, that... that's so weird. I'd love to know the history behind who on earth felt the need to do that. Anyway, um, that they wanted to curse. Upon looking at the photo, the curse was activated. When the person went to sleep, she would visit them in their dreams. This visit was to be so terrifying that their heart would stop beating and they would die. It is believed that if the doll is destroyed the spirits that were summoned during her creation will curse those who destroyed her Mm -hmm. so that's why the warrens keep her there 
so that she's not destroyed but she's also not given any attention. Like no one can take photos of her even though you just looked at a photo of her. (gasps) You've cursed me. (sighs) And then like they say, if you breathe energy into the curse and believe it to be Mm. true, then that's making it more true whereas if you're just like whatever. Yep. Dumb bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. right. Wow. So that's the shadow doll. (laughs) Let's move on to the satanic idol. No, I'm not looking. (laughs) Okay. Oh, it's so pretty. She's just showing you a photo of the satanic idol. Thank you so much. Is that Bone? Oh, no, here we go. In 1991, a young deer hunter found this doll after getting lost in the woods of Connecticut, believed to be made out of a ceramic or porcelain-type fragile material. The story goes that as soon as he saw it, he ran away and a few minutes later was confronted by an elderly, white-bearded man whom he asked for directions to get out of the woods. The man didn't speak but instead pointed to the right. The hunter ran and found his car. Later, the man rung the Warrens, whom he ended up taking back out to the woods where they found the idol. After the hunter told Ed about his encounter with the old man, Ed explained that he was in fact a satanic priest from a satanic cult and this is a satanic worship idol. Worship or workship? Worship. (laughs) Worship. It says worship. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. It's definitely a worship idol. Though. Worship. Oh, yeah. So are there lots of those around and he just happened to find one? Or? Um, I don't think there'd be lots of them around. Right. Because they they, it would probably be as common as um, finding... A shadow a, doll. Probably. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Gross. The Warrens immediately took the object to their museum. Three days later, Ed finds Lorraine collapsed on the driveway and she is rushed to the hospital, semi-conscious for the next three days, eventually released with no real diagnosis or explanation for this random episode. Ed later shared with his son-in-law that he believed the satanic priest had done this to Lorraine as a warning to Ed about the idol. To this day, the idol is not really given much acknowledgement and is never touched. Mm-hmm. So even when um, people go there, they're like you're not supposed to touch any of the artifacts that are in the museum. But this one especially, uh, people are very mindful of not giving it any attention or any energy whatsoever. You kind of got to treat it as if it's a nothingness. Can I ask another question about mm-hmm. this museum? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to give any of the things in the museum energy or attention, why would you have it as a museum for people to come and visit? What's the point there? Are they just trying to make money? Like, what's the purpose? Mm, Why would you not just, like, keep it, house it and not give it publicity or attention? I'm not sure why, um, I don't know, maybe I'll need to look into that, but into finding out why the Warriors decided to open it up at least Um, because I know that the reason why they collected them was to keep them out of harm's way for people and for the objects. Um, But why they opened it up to the public, I don't know. It's an interesting thing isn't it it is they're very interesting people and it, well, you know true. what like yeah. i don't i mean i don't particularly warm to either of them as individual people you did say that yeah, yeah. but um but they they're 100% like legit you know they yes. they know what they're doing and they know what they're talking about which um, is why i'd be interested into mm. knowing the intention behind opening it up 
yeah to things you're not to not meant to pay attention to <laughs> especially when you get later on when when you get into the story of Annabelle um yeah that actually becomes more of a question which you'll okay. understand in a minute yes so well I'll read on then uh-huh Okay, so next up is the conjuring mirror. This is also deemed a dangerous object. It's claimed to have been used in rituals and to summon spirits. It was used by a man in Jersey who would go into a dark room, take a small red bulb and put it behind a chair. He would sit on the chair in front of the mirror with only the dim red light from behind to see into the mirror. He would sit for hours beckoning his dead relatives. After about two weeks, things began to appear in the mirror, hideous figures which drove him to insanity. A psychomanthium, the black room with a mirror and a red light. A crystallomancy, spirits showing themselves on a shiny object. Yeah, so I put that in there so that we could talk about that quickly. So... Um, it's one form of um, scrying to be able to look into mirrors. Which is uh, what he was doing. Well, sort of. And to be able, to, depending on um, depending on what spirits you want to contact, it would depend on... Dark light. On sort of how thing. you would do that yep. and how you would prepare for it. So I know down, did you ever, when you went down to the Q station, did you ever do that room where you sit in the room and there's the mirror? That no, you can look into? I did not go into a room with a mirror. Okay, so there's a room that's like as probably as small as my spirit room. Um, there's two of those rooms and they're next to each other. And in one of them it's set up so that um, you, it was like the fortune teller's room. And so they had um, all the scrying tools in there. They had a crystal ball, they had tarot cards and there's a mirror. I don't remember that in in the Q station, yeah, like the quarantine I'm sure station. I was, yeah, 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 in the Q station. Wow, they had uh-huh. a room like that. Mm-hmm. What on? They had it for? set up. Um, I think for people to do, like for for like people that are go that go there to. Oh, so it wasn't a purposeful room back in the day when it was a quarantine station. It's there now, set up. But I think it was like set up the way that it was after it became a, like when it stopped being a quarantine station. But yep. back in the day when people still did what I do, right. like still do investigations. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm sick, so I'm not thinking properly. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> forgive me, people. Forgive me. But um, the um, the um, um, the room that they need to set up, which needs to be pitch black. Yeah. Um, and you sit on a chair and then behind the chair you put a little low wattage red light globe. And then you stare into the mirror and after a period of time you're supposed to be able to see certain spirits or conjure certain spirits. Now what's interesting about this though is that if you actually, as a human, if you stare into a mirror for longer than about 15 minutes, did you know that the brain actually starts to trick itself and it will start morphing your face into different things? So what you actually see is like all different reflections of yourself. Really? Mm. 15 minutes is a long time. Yeah, it is. I don't think I've ever done that. mm, I did it. I did it a couple of times when I was younger. Of course you did. (laughs) Yeah, may have been a little bit stoned, but hey. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. What did you see? Yeah, old. Like I would only ever see. um, Yourself old. Yeah, 
like really old, like an old, old, old woman. And sometimes it wasn't even really, I didn't think that it was me old. I just noticed an old woman, like a hag almost. But anyway. Yeah, okay. um, Yeah, so that is um, a form of scrying as such and conjuring up um, spirits. And so if you wanted to... um, he, I don't know whether he actually knew that the way that he was doing it and the way that he was setting up that room was for negative. What he was doing, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, that's a big thing that I always wonder about. Like, you might be feeling like you you want to do something, but why are you doing it? Like, find out why you're doing it and what that's achieving before you actually go and do it. When it comes to this sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. And because... why the red light? Why red mm. I don't know. It's probably got something to do with the frequency. Okay. Um, yep. Right. I don't know. It's also really scary. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about the um, crystallomancy, spirits showing themselves in a shiny object? Is mm-hmm. that what you're meaning about the mirror? Yeah. The mirror um, side of it? Yep. And that, that also means like when you see inside a crystal ball, yeah. like when people read crystal balls, that's crystallomancy. Um, in anything that you can see, in windows, in... Anything shiny. Reflective. Anything reflective. Okay. Yep, that's just what that's called. Yep. It's a good word. Mm. It's cool. All right, I'm going to talk to you about a human skull that's in this museum. It says here there's a human skull there used for satanic ritual black magic. Mm -hmm. So when they found this skull, it was actually brought to Ed and Lorraine as is on someone's property like from someone's property and they didn't know what to do with it. But if you, and I'll put these photos up, but if you have a look, it's got, um, like it's had, it's got teeth that are missing. It's got, it's been painted in certain colours. It's got things coming out of it. Like you can tell that it's been used as some kind of something or other. Um, Okay. It's not just a skull. It's not just a skull. Skull, no skull is just a skull. Hmm. We're going to talk about a we skull are. in a future episode because mm-hmm. we got sent some photos of one. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Human sacrifice is the ultimate way for sat- satanists? 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 Satanists. Satanists. I know. Satin, they're really into satin fabrics. <laughs> and I love it how your head, like, cocked to the side. It's like, satanists? Satanists. Satanists. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm Satanist. not sorry. I'm glad that this is not part of my lexicon. <laughs> to gain power through Satan. They believe that the more innocent a human slash animal is, the more power they will gain. Therefore, babies were often sacrificed. The museum also has a framed spike that was confirmed to be used in the sacrifice of a newborn baby by her Satanist mother. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Mm-hmm. So sick. Yeah. So for those who are listening who don't know anything about Satan and Satanists and Satanic Mm -hmm. beliefs, um, essentially it's based around the belief that Satan um, can overpower God or that, um, and if you're a Satanist, then you believe that you can overpower other humans or God fearing humans and so the way that they do that is they sacrifice to satan to be able to gain that power and they believe that the more pure um the the sacrifice is the more power they gain which is why if you listen like i've listened to a lot of true crime um satanic um panic podcasts and books and things like that and um it 
there was this really, really bad case over in the States where um, these boys were listening to some satanic music uh, and, like, death metal music. And um, in one of the lyrics to the songs it says how you have to sacrifice a virgin and one of the boys had a friend who he'd had forever, like a childhood friend, a girl, um, and they were 15 and 16, these boys, and she was about the same age and um, they were wannabe Satanists and they were listening to this death metal music and they got the idea that they were going to sacrifice her so they actually killed her. Truly. Truly. Oh and they're all goodness. in jail for killing her. Yeah. So um, virgins, babies, back in the day it was all much more about babies. So if you were a female or even a male, but if you were a female who'd just given birth to a baby and you believed in um, Satan or you're a Satanist, a, a Satanist or part of a cult, yeah. then it was considered um, like a, a a sacrifice that you would do would wow. be to sacrifice your firstborn child. God, that's so fucked up. Yep, and your newborn. Yep, and so the the um, spike is like a really long nail. Um, yeah, it's like a big, old, rusty, long nail, and it's in a frame, just casually propped up on a on a shelf in the museum. Um, wow. With and I don't know what proof they have. I'm not sure if, if you go there, they've got all the documentation and everything that sort of shows where things come from. I don't yeah, know because I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have that out. Um, but it says on there that this is a spike from a mother who sacrificed her newborn child. And it made me think about um, the Perron family from The Conjuring where uh, that baby was found from the neighbour from Bathsheba yep. with a spike going through, right. its, um, yeah. through its skull. And I'm wondering whether that's actually what it's from. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, or if it was common back then, like you were saying. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm going to read on because that's just made me feel so gross, <laughs> sad and all kinds of... There's lots of skulls, though, there. Yeah. So in this museum, there's, like, thousands of things, like... It's just, it's full, um, like, it looks like a $2 shop in terms of how much stuff this place has it's got. jammed. It is jammed. Jammed. There's got to be portals there. Oh, it's like one big massive freaking portal. Ooh, gross. All right. Okay. You don't want to come with me? No, no, no. Please. I, I'm too close to that place right now, sitting where I am. It's actually closed right now. What anyway. a shame. <laughs> the other items... Include a dark magic doll, a voodoo-type doll, the beheaded T-Rex toy. Oh, stop for a second. Oh, Do you know what okay. I found out? So they've got lots of voodoo dolls there. Yeah, but they've I'm got sure. this one that they that they sort of um, talk a little bit more about that um, and it's in it's sort of inside a it's sitting inside, so it's preserved inside like a glass dome. And it looks like, you know, when you play the the game Hangman? And yeah. you draw the yeah. sort of, what's it called? That game in itself is so strange. Oh, I know, right? Like, can we, we play that with kids? All the time. Um, but you know how, like, you draw the, the like, the um, whatever it is. Stick figure. The, well, no, no, no. The, oh, the, the frame. The frame. The, the, the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's believed that this particular voodoo doll that they've got, one of the voodoo dolls that they've got there is 
you have to get um, a piece of wood from the person that you want to curse. So the person that you want to create this voodoo doll to curse, you have to get a piece of wood. So it can be from a chair they've sat on, from an axe that they've used to cut wood or from any from their house, from anything. You just need a piece of wood. And so you need to construct the frame out of a piece of wood that comes from them. And then you need to get this little tiny piece of rope. If the rope has belonged to them, then great. If not, it doesn't matter. And then you're supposed to create this doll out of material. And if you can get it from their clothes, if you can get some of their hair, the more that you can get of them, the better to create it. But they were, and then you would leave it outside the window of the person that you want to curse or up in a tree or something, but so that it, so that a spirit could see the person through a window. Right. Um, but you know what they used to do? They used to put a tiny piece of pork tied to the rope that would be hanging the voodoo doll so that it would it would be a sacrifice to the gods so it would like it's like a sacrificing a goat or sacrificing a pig or sacrificing something to whatever the spirits they're summoning in order to curse this person so fucking i know pork yep is that like i'm just thinking of the bacon near the um axe from the Velisca Axe Murder House. Oh. You know, there was bacon there? <laughs> yeah. So fucked. Oh. I just got goosebumps. Ooh. Ooh. Is there something in that? Ooh. Ooh. Look, it all freaking me out now. Well, that would, this person would have been possessed by something freaking evil to have done that. Maybe he was a Saturnist. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he enjoyed Saturn sheets. <laughs> or Saturn the planet. Oh, Saturn. Oh. Oh, oh, gross. I feel so gross. Okay, so what about this T-Rex toy that belonged to David from the infamous possession portrayed in The Conjuring 3? Yeah, so remember last week, well, not last week, the week before, where we talked about um, the boy who was possessed and the man who ended up being tried and went as demonic possession from the Devil Made Me Do It movie, yes. which is the number three. Um, so the boy actually had this T-Rex doll and it's his doll. That he cut the head off. Uh, I don't know if he cut the head off, but the head was off. So I don't know how the dinosaur ended up becoming beheaded. I have no yeah. idea. Okay. Um, but that's the actual doll, like the actual T-Rex that from the Warrens have from him. Uh, okay. There's also haunted glass eyeballs. Oh, yes. You should see those. They're like, have you ever seen those? Um, They're quite pretty, glass eyeballs. Mm-hmm. They are bar- like a marble. Mm-hmm. You, do you also like satin sheets? No, definitely not. <laughs> There's a lot of art that goes into making glass eyeballs, though. My father-in-law has a glass it's eyeball. Fascinating. Mm. I went to primary school with a boy that had a glass eyeball, and we used to like Did you pay him in him? a roll-up just to take it <gasps> in and out. Yeah, like please take it out. Here's a pack of twisties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it Ten out. cents for the candy. Oh, my out. God. That is so, so cool. bad. Do you reckon he was That's traumatized awesome. as he probably, grew up? Probably. The poor thing. Yeah. It's just like kids do the weirdest things. But we weren't teasing him. We were fascinated. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyhow, mm. so glass eyeballs, pretty yeah. cool, huh? And they're just kept in this, like, little box that you hold those, like, um the Asian meditation balls that you yep. swirl around in your hand. Yep. They're like, they're in a box like that. Yeah, they're just right. sitting there, but they're not even sitting like staring straight. Like someone's just like cocked one of them sideways. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course they have. Oh my God. I'm not 
Glass eyeballs don't bother me. Mm. No way. Oh, I reckon if you're at this museum, they'd bother you. They might, being in that setting. Mm. Probably not as much as everything else there, though. Mm. Yeah. What else is here? A possessed toy monkey? Yeah. Is it like one of those ones playing the symbols? Because yeah. they're freaky. No, it's got an accordion. Oh, it's even playing worse. an accordion. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yep. A real vampire coffin. Yeah. So what, were, from a real vampire? Well, yeah, a person who identified as a vampire. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't look like Robert Pattinson, I'm betting. <sighs> Probably not. Yeah. That's a shame. Mm. Children's tombstones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Countless Ouija boards. Death curses. What does a death curse look like? Uh, it's written. Okay. Like die, bitch, die. Mm-hmm. Okay. A haunted pearl necklace. Mm. So this made me laugh. A what, real pearl uh, necklace. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm really like, oh. Um, so apparently a lady was gifted these pearls, like a well-to-do lady um, was gifted a these. A lady. Yeah, from a long time ago. And the minute that she put them on, um, she felt that she was being strangled and so she'd take it off and it was fine and then when people try it on they get this feeling that they're being strangled around their throat so no one's allowed to put them on fair mm-hmm. gross african fertility dolls yeah so why are they evil well, they sound harmless yeah i'm not entirely sure i wanted to do some more research on those but i kind of ran out of time but yes. I, i've added it to my list mm. to be able to look at because i'd like to do um an episode on kind of like different cultures yeah um like magic or black magic yeah. or um that kind of stuff we'll do global trends yeah and cool. so I thought that might slot in with Africa. Perfect. Or and I would imagine Africa would probably have a few different, like the Zulus. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there'd be lots of different ones. And, and then I thought some of it would probably cross over to turns out she's psychic. And yeah. some of it would probably cross over to turns out she's a witch. And some of it would cross over to here yeah. and that's haunted. Tab that, Tracy. Yes. We'll return to that. Mm-hmm. Cool. A ridiculous amount of masks and what's... A spooky location without a haunted organ that plays by itself. Mm-hmm. Usually around 9pm, the infamous witching hour at the museum. Yeah, so apparently that's when everything starts to ramp up at about 9 o'clock. What's the significance with that hour? <sighs> no idea. Okay. I thought I'd be asking the right person just then. <laughs> unless um, unless it's got something to do with the sun going down, like at that side of the world, like maybe that's when it goes from light to dark. I don't know. Depending on the season, maybe yeah. in the summer. I don't know. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, right. So now on to Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which Annabelle... Annabelle. needs to be removed sometimes from the museum and stored elsewhere, which they never tell you where that is, um, when activity ramps up, they, they her remove fault. her. Well, it's not always her fault, but she gets excited. Oh, okay. Great. Let's this... find out about Annabelle. Okay. Okay. Allegedly the most infamous haunted doll in the world, Annabelle is a quintessential Raggedy Ann doll that nearly every little girl in the 70s and 80s had propped up on her bed. Except this was a massive one. It was like three foot tall. Oh, so it was three foot tall. Yeah. Not just gifted and then grew <laughs> like we're going to get to. Because no. that, when I read that, was just like, holy No, fuck. it was like a giant bed doll. That's Three foot mm. is insane. Because mm. okay. I had a Raggedy Ann doll when I was little and it was not three foot. I think I had a boy and a girl kind of thing. Anyway, 
There are many different versions of this story and for the purpose of this podcast and because, well, you know, truth, we decided to go with its own recount. Yeah, so like seriously, there's so much. Like, And as there always is with these things because there's so many myths and urban legends and yes. laws and things like that that are spat around. So I finally found... Um, Ed and Lorraine being interviewed by the son-in-law, like, back in the 70s. Ooh, yeah, okay. um, Where he talks about the actual happening and how it came about and how it came into their possession. That's what you're going to hear. That's exactly what I'm about to read out. <laughs> so the story goes that a 21-year-old student nurse was given the doll in 1971 as a Christmas present from her mother. Which is weird, a 21-year-old getting a doll, but back then not so weird. Well, I also, I think that um, from some of the stories that I've read and it sort of could be all lost in bullshit, um, (laughs) I think she must have had a doll collection like porcelain dolls and other dolls and things that that they kept at the parents' home and while she was a student nurse, it was at her, like they all the dolls were kept at the house. Yeah. But it her. Apparently her dad actually bought it to give to her mum to give to her to add to her collection of dolls. So, like, I, when when I was young, like, my nan used to collect porcelain dolls. Yeah. Like, I think back then it wasn't it was a, a, thing. a play dolly. It was doll, beautiful dolls, a lot of effort. My nan actually made dolls. Collectors. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was more from that perspective. Yeah. But this is a Raggedy Ann one that sat on a bed. It wasn't a porcelain doll. No, but it was also uh, a doll that was of the time. So, yep. like, each year a new porcelain doll would come out and yep. you would collect it. And so if a new type of doll comes out... It's the thing to it's have. It's the thing to have. Even for a 21-year-old student nurse. And it could have been that cute little thing that a dad, a daddy's girl, like yep. a dad gives his little girl for a, a 21st birthday, like kind of Christmas. doll. It's okay, get foot. over the fact that it's a three-foot doll and a doll, all right, <laughs> and she's 21, all right? Just okay. move on. All right. As soon as the doll came home, she was placed in her rightful position on the bed. <laughs> Oh, boy. Donna, the nurse, who shared the apartment with her friend and fellow student nurse, began bringing the doll to the table for breakfast as a joke, pretending to play with it as she would have when she was a little girl. See. Yep. (laughs) They're not little girls. Anyway. They're pretending. Okay. On the third morning, the doll, propped up on a chair, sitting at the table, lifts its arms up and onto the table. So it's not a puppet. No one else was there. Mm-mm. It lifted its own doll's mm-hmm. hands, Just casually arms eating up. your wheat bix, and it wanted a bit of toast. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Where's mine, bitches? Intrigued, they contacted a psychic medium friend who came over, and through a séance, it was discovered that a six-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins had died in a car accident just outside of their building, many years prior, and she was the spirit that was inhabiting the doll. The two roommates really didn't mind too much and began to take her with them everywhere they went. Meanwhile, Lara's just like, what the actual... Dying. How do you not mind? They bought her clothes and jewellery and played games with her. Mm-hmm. Like, totes normal. We've got a possessed doll that will just just well, they take with us. They didn't believe that it was possessed. They just thought it was this cute little innocent Annabelle six-year-old spirit of that was with the doll. Wanted to hang out and play with the doll and play with student nurses. In some reports, the medium says that the little girl said that she really liked the the two housemates and that she wanted to just spend time with them. 
um, and to play with them. So they just thought, okay, well, it's just like if, you know, we've talked about it before on Turns Actually Psychic, like if you've got um, ghosts in your house, like some people are totally fine with that and they're just like, oh, hey, this is my resident Mick over here and Mick likes to steal your keys and blow in your ear or something, but don't get freaked out (laughs) because... (laughs) (laughs) Don't let him blow in your ear. (laughs) (laughs) Some fucking sick ghost if I ever did hear one. Jesus. <laughs> Why? It's not okay. That would bother me. If it was a real person or a ghost, it's not going to happen. You might be okay with that, Tracy. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Okay, so he likes to steal your keys and, I don't know, occasionally mm. laugh out loud. Okay. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I lost my USB. I'd like to know where that went. <laughs> uh, I don't have important it. things on it. Mm, Anyhow. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they just, um, they were, of, like, I mean, they had a psychic medium friend. Yes. I think that they They're were. A bit open. Yeah, total. a bit open and mm. a bit kind of cool and whatever. And It was fun to begin with. Yeah, not really taking it probably as seriously as what they should have. Because it escalates. Mm. I'm going to read on. Mm -hmm. Is that all right? You do that. Okay. It is a podcast. So not long after they were buying clothes and jewellery and playing, strange things began to happen that made the girls feel uncomfortable and a tad scared. So so only now it starts getting strange. Well, this just shows you how much you're a chicken. Yeah, absolutely. I'll own being a chicken anyway. Because you would have just – I could – like I have this complete visual of – us, you and I sitting at a breakfast table because you were a student nurse at one stage and pretending I, I was a student was. nurse. Yeah. And we've got Annabelle sitting like in the middle of us to the side because it's a round table that I've got us sitting at. Okay. And she's sitting to the side and you and I just talking and all of a sudden Annabelle's hairs just lift up and I can see you with a spoon on its way to your mouth with wheat bix <laughs> dripping milk and your eyes just dart across to Annabelle <laughs> and then dart to me and just get up and walk out the door. Go on. <laughs> No words, no nothing. You just get up and walk out the door. I'd be out. And then it's just me and Annabelle sitting there. You can deal with that crazy doll chick. If I came across Annabelle and you weren't around, I would take Annabelle and just throw her at you. Well, be careful what happens because as you'll find out, you don't throw Annabelle. Don't throw Annabelle. Okay, well, let's get to that. Back to the story. So knocking, icy cold spots and whispering was happening around them okay (laughs) eventually the girls were scared enough to decide so eventually so it took a bit so they're not like me eventually the girls were scared enough to decide to be on the same shift as each other as to avoid being home alone with the strange happenings one day the girls came home opened the door and the three foot raggedy ann doll was standing there right in front of them Mm -hmm. hello welcome home Where have you been? I've missed you. Oh, my God. Apparently, this wasn't enough to scare them into getting rid of the doll, but the fiancé of one of the girls did tell them, that's enough, you need to burn that doll and get rid of this once and for all. Yep. I'm I'm sure he said it a little bit, like, more harsh than that. Yeah, and then he said, bitch, afterwards. (laughs) That's what happened. (laughs) That afternoon, he went to have a nap and woke up after a nightmare where he said the doll was trying to strangle him. The girls looked and he actually had real strangulation marks around his neck. He picks up the doll and throws it across the room. Immediately, seven bloody scratches appear on his torso, which bled through his shirt. 
pictures began shaking on the walls, a chair went flying across the room and loud, pounding sounds could be heard. They immediately went to the church whereby the Warrens were contacted. They came and removed the doll, taking it home to their basement museum and placing it on a chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That escalated. <laughs> Not quick enough for Laura. Not quick enough. <laughs> that would never have happened on my watch. <laughs> okay. Ed and Lorraine believe this. I don't know, because you've got those weird-ass looking dolls at your place that you oh. let... I'm Girls bring home, yeah. <laughs> well, they they were gifted to us from Scotland from our time there when we left. No, what about the one that didn't one of the girls find one at a at a market or something? Oh no, that's I not mi- mine. That's, that's, that's not my dog. Yeah, no, I'm mixing that up with one of my thing. clients. Sorry, yeah. I did text you a photo of, of the twins. Maybe we need to do a episode on haunted dolls. But dollies, anyway, yeah, go dolly dollies inspired by this beautiful Annabelle. She's such but, an angel. Well, your dolls are freaky looking. They are so funny. Mm. They got like boogers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it how they used to just live in your laundry. They did, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And when we left Scotland, we did like a tour, a holiday around Scotland. They sat in the back of the car and they went places with us and we had we took photos how with them. How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you didn't even notice what you were saying just then. They yeah. sat in the back of the car with us yep. and we took photos with them. We did. How old were you? Yeah, I don't know, like like 21, mm. <laughs> 22, 23. Uh-huh. They were our children. Mm. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well, look at you throwing stones. Not weird at all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Shut up, Tracy. <laughs> I'm going to read on. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine believe the spirit not to be of Annabelle Higgins, but rather a demonic entity posing as her to lure the nurses in. Mm-hmm. Not long after arriving, a priest came to see the doll. He picked her up and yelled priestly things like <laughs> God is more powerful than the devil while throwing her across the room. The priest was later in a horrific car accident with a truck where the last thing he remembers seeing is a vision of the doll herself. Mm, and apparently there was, um, they, the, when they did an investigation into that, um, accident, like really he should have died because it was like a head-on collision with a truck and he was just in a normal car. Um, and there was no reason as to why it should have happened. He didn't fall asleep. There was no mechanical error. It was a brand new car. The truck was in its own lane. They like they can't figure out why the accident actually happened and it was an accident severe enough that he should have died. But he didn't but die. But he didn't. Weird. Because he's a priest. Oh. And God conquers evil. He was saved. Mm. Okay. I have nothing to even joke about there. He those priestly things. (laughs) He was yelling priestly things. So that's what saved him in the car crash. All right. Then a local homicide detective who was at the Warrens' home seeking psychic insight from Lorraine into a case of a murdered child asked to see the museum. He makes a comment about not being able to take his eyes off the doll and while alone with it for less than 10 minutes, the detective comes back into the home shaking and speechless. Ed thought he was having a heart attack. The detective had apparently picked up the doll and something so profoundly terrifying happened that when Ed went to check on the museum, it was as if everything in the room had been thrown around and the the detective had to resign from the force altogether less than a month later. 
Mm. So apparently that night he told Ed that he wouldn't tell Ed what had happened, but he would tell Lorraine. And um, Lorraine never told anyone apparently what happened and he never told anyone what happened, but within a month he just completely lost the plot. He couldn't even work anymore. And he was like a full, like, hardcore seasoned detective. So we still don't know what happened. Mm. But something happened. Something happened enough to freak him out and for him to lose the plot. It's awful. Mm. Another horrible situation occurred attached to the doll when a college student was asked to leave the museum after antagonising the doll with, I dare you to scratch me now, and other stupidly reckless things to say to a possessed doll. That night, the student hit a tree head-on with his motorcycle and was killed instantly. Mm-hmm. For realsies. Yeah, so him and his girlfriend were on his bike. So she ended up in, apparently Ed said he was. she was in intensive care for like, or she was in intensive care and then she was in hospital for a whole year after her accidents from that, from after her injuries. But, yeah, he, they were on their way home from... From that place. Yeah, it was night time. And there was no other cars on the road, no nothing on the road. He just went off the road and hit straight into a tree and he died immediately. Dear Lord. Yeah. Since then... Annabelle has been kept in a cabinet with a sign that says positively do not open and is handled with the utmost care and diligence when requiring maintenance. Mm -hmm. So there's actually, um, there's two dolls in there now with the name Annabelle. So there's the Annabelle doll, the actual Annabelle doll. um, And she was originally kept in this cabinet that Ed had built Uh, that's kind of, it's like attached to the wall. So it doesn't just sit against the wall. It's built Built out. Well, it's not built in, it's built out of, like from the wall, but it's like um, attached. Yeah, part of the wall, but yeah, coming out of the wall, not in. And it looks like a, um, like a, it's shaped like a a house, like a, a, a simple house drawing with a little pitched roof and there's a cross that's sitting at the top of the pitch um, and it's a glass cabinet door and there's lights in there and, and Annabelle sits in there. But um, after that, uh, Conjuring movies and Annabelle's featured in one of the Conjuring movies, um, the Annabelle doll that was used in or created for the movies is actually a porcelain doll. Okay. It looks nothing. It's not a Raggedy Ann doll. It looks nothing like the real Annabelle doll. And so now the movie doll sits in that original cabinet. Um, okay. And the real, like, original Annabelle doll sits in another cabinet that they made um, because uh, they needed to remove her for, for a few reasons, but one of them was that um, they kept um, noticing that she was moving inside the cabinet and so they tried to open it up to figure out like what the propping problem was and all the rest of it and they put her in a different cabinet um, and she's since been in that cabinet and it's sort of similar to the other one but it's just a different one Um, but she started moving again so one of the um, videos that I was watching the other day um, they were saying how they nearly it's nearly time to be able to have to take her out again and move her so that they can do some maintenance. Um, but when they move her, like there was all these reports apparently where that Annabelle had escaped from the museum because people were going to the museum and they couldn't find her. Oh, okay. And so people were just making up bullshit. 
Uh, but really what had happened was that the activity was too high and there was too much attention on Annabelle so that because of the movie. So they moved her to a different location because otherwise activity just ramps up and they just don't know what to expect because it's a demon that's possessed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's inside this cabinet now and she's kind of like um, – She's kind of, well, in this video that I was watching, she she was kind of, like, leaning forward a bit. And so they were saying that her head kept leaning forward and hitting the glass. Um, but then they would, like, try to, like, shake it to push it back and then they would come in and it would be back down again. But there's, like, there's no, like, there's no reason for that. So they just, like, we don't even think about it anymore. We just do what we do. We take care of it. And But whenever they um, create a new cabinet, when they um, oil the cabinet and sand it, and paint it and lacquer it and do whatever they need to do. They infuse it with holy oil and splash sure. it with holy water. Absolutely. Um, and then each time they maintain any of the cabinets, they do the same thing. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw anything at that mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. The movie Annabelle is almost completely fabricated and apparently the Warrens didn't care too much that it wasn't a correct portrayal as they believed it still served its purpose to warn the public about demonic entities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Job done. Job done. Yeah. And I honestly think that they were a little bit afraid and it ended up... Um, but, um, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, but it ended up kind of, I think, backfiring because like people were even more fascinated because of the um, the movie yeah. plotline story was quite, you know, creative. Yeah. But also the fear, like you've said a few times, just fear itself, that energy feeds into it and mm-hmm. that's what they really respond to. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the Warrens try to, like, not have any fear, so they just control like they try and minimize yeah just take care of business yeah Ugh. okay the film tells of a young pregnant woman who was gifted the doll to add to her collection heavily pregnant when two satanic cultists <laughs> cultists break into her home stab her in the stomach and somehow end up dead in the home too they named one of the cultists annabelle higgins some of annabelle's blood splatters onto the doll and voila, demonic possession of the doll occurs. Mm-hmm. So that's the story in the movie. That's so far so from far. a student nurse receiving a Raggedy Ann doll. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which would have been a really freaking scary movie in itself. Yeah. Like they could have made an awesome movie that would have been exaggerated, of course, of course. but still of yep. the facts. Yep. But they went with something else altogether. Mm-hmm. So that is a little tour of some of the objects from the Warren's Occult Museum. Mm-hmm. You occult. said it. <laughs> <laughs> Yogurt Museum. Mm-hmm. But I recommend, I put on there um, a site. Yes, you did. Um, I think yep. it's the Mirror. So, yeah, the mirror.co.uk. They've got an amazing selection of photos of inside the museum for you to look at if you wanted to... Um, and can you put that in the show notes? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. An amazing collection of photos where you can actually see some of the artefacts that we talked about today. Um, but also um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, even though they've passed, there is a YouTube channel called the Ed and Lorraine Warren 
channel, I think, or Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine Warren show. Um, and it's got lots and lots of videos of them actually when they were still alive from like all the way back in the seventies when they used to have their own little late night TV show. Oh my goodness. Um, where their son-in-law interviews them. Um, and now, so their son-in-law, um, has and Judy, his wife, have been given um, or have inherited all of this, and which everyone's really happy about because the son-in-law is actually a policeman um, and he uh, takes all of this very seriously. He treats it all with a lot of respect and honours it, but he does a lot more modern, um, modern interaction with people these days on uh, lots of lots of topics when it comes to what's in the museum but also what Ed and Lorraine were about and their mission. He's kind of still trying to to keep it alive and when they've gone, not let it not let it fade away because it's such an important job. Yeah, well, there's a whole museum there full of artefacts. Mm. So he does um, paranormal investigations in there too sometimes with people. Wow, And okay. you actually, there's one video on there, it's probably lots of videos on there that are the same, but there's one on there where before they start the investigation you actually see the priest um, do the entire prayer and, like, he's standing there in the corner and you can hear him say the prayer and he says it in Latin and in English. Um and then they just go around and they've got their equipment, minimal equipment, um, red light, dark room, um, and they just go around and see what they can conjure up. Just for fun? Well, I don't think it's for fun. I think it's what for... What are they doing that for? Well, I think it's for um, interest and I think it's for um, clarification and to um, help people understand the truth document it document yeah okay. rather than like because if when he's gone when the son-in-law's gone which he looks like he's got a lot of time left in him but if he was to just yeah off he goes then who's going to know that stuff who's going to know like the information and youtube <laughs> which is, <laughs> don't trust youtube <laughs> Well, they've got a site with all oh, these videos. stuff, yeah. yeah. But anything other than that, it would, like, can you imagine if, if he wasn't around to tell the truth behind yeah. the things, then imagine the, the way that things would get lost in, in legend. Yep, as everything does. <laughs> well, there you go. That there you go. That is... Uh... Really interesting. Food for thought. Mm-hmm. Now you have some other places to look them up as well, so go for it. Knock your socks off, everybody. <laughs> And let us know if you have any haunted objects or if you've heard of any haunted objects. We would love to hear about them. Absolutely. Um, and don't forget forget to um, send us any locations that you'd like us to cover um, or even investigate. We're in a lockdown at the moment, so we ain't going nowhere anytime soon. That's right. Um, but photos? Photos. Photos are great. Photos are great. I get my friend. I have this really good friend that I can show them to and she'll look at them and see if there's any ghosts in them and whatnot. <laughs> it's good fun. Mm-hmm. Take care, everybody. Bye. Got a spooky story you'd like us to share or a haunted location you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at turns out underscore it's haunted. We'd appreciate a follow, a share, a rating, a review, whatever floats your
Till next time, sleep well, my scaredy cats. <laughs>